This is History Impossible. Pop Quiz. Who killed him? <laughs> is the answer... Or it's shit. Okay, so... Who killed him? <laughs> is the question that I am prepared to answer. Let's back up a bit. All right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're finally back with a pop quiz because, well, doing a pop quiz for each part of the last two episodes. I think I would have just had like a ton of questions. Yeah, exactly. And it just would have been, and the answer would have always been, wait for the next episode. Yeah. So yes, we're here for a pop quiz of the entire Great Hollywood cover-up. All Double feature. Yeah, double feature. Almost. Yeah, that was almost five hours. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So we should uh, get into uh, it. You, you want to do like kind of the, a quick recap? I mean, it's a five-hour thing, so it's not going to be a quick recap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Well, it's, but mostly the, the first thing we do is test your knowledge on just the general happenings on okay, so... in the story. So without further ado, let's get started with the recap. It was 1923. I mean, you almost said eight. I saw your mouth moving. Did I say it wasn't 28? No. No. Was it, it three? No, it's 21 and 22 ah. and before that. Okay, well, I but mean. But you're talking about the beginning, uh, the beginning or rather the end. All right, yeah. So, the so beginning February 1922, February oh, 1st. Gosh, dates. See, this is the part that I said I don't like about history. Well, yeah, but this is also <laughs> a true crime yeah, whodunit, right, so okay, you kind of so, do need the dates. Um. Oh, yeah, so you start by talking about... But, okay, so you start talking about Mr. Zucor, mm-hmm. who is a little tiny man. You remember that. He was, like, super small and really angry. Serious, I would say. Yeah. But, yes, angry, um, easily. I, I imagined him as, like, a Joe Pesci. Like, just oh. <laughs> kind of, like, running around and, like, waving his fists in the air. Or Bagel Boss Guy. <laughs> oh, God. Leave Bagel Boss Guy alone. <laughs> All right, yeah. No, but but I just I like a Bagel Boss guy. I just I'm just imagining though, like Adolf Zukor being like Joe Pesci. So like, <laughs> I I forgot to mention that shortly after they decide to cover up the whole thing. Shortly after, sorry, guys. <laughs> he he just he fa- he was sick of Charles Aiton's bullshit and just started beating him to death with a baseball bat, calling it, calling him a motherfucker. What? I'm saying to kill someone? No, but I'm making a Joe Pesci joke because you oh, said he was oh, like. Oh, gotcha, I said gotcha. if he was like Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, he like had nothing in literally nothing. Bulgaria, Hungary, 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 Hungary. What the hell is Hungary? <laughs> Hungary. He's Hungarian. Um, he but had, he's not hungry. He he was no. He became not hungry. He maybe was hungry before. He worked at like a drugstore or something. He uh, like a he, dry goods store. Dry, it's it's oh, even more boring. Even worse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's his, his parents like kicked him out. No, or, or no, no, his parents died. Died. That's his, right. His uh, father died when he was one. Yeah, so and he then didn't even know and then him. his uncle like ugh, this was, is so shitty like. Liked his brother better mm-hmm. because he was taller, probably. No, it was, and... well, maybe, but it was it was because his brother was more taken with Jewish tradition, oh. and Zukor, he, as he said later, he like he loves the stories in the Bible, but he was not he a religious, religious man. Yeah. He didn't Cast like, yeah, 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 he didn't like Talmudic school. So okay, so which that, I don't blame him. I mean, he, I I think he I think his brother was probably really fucking boring. <laughs> Yeah. Zucor had Is that him. historically accurate? No, I have no idea. Okay, I mean, good. Speculation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I see. I just, I like Zucor, though, like, in terms of his origin story. Yeah, yeah. I just am- imagine, like, little tiny Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working at a dry goods store, building up all that anger. Yeah. And then he comes over to the U.S. and he starts a fur business. Mm-hmm. Which you were shocked at how profitable. I was like, wow, that's like, yeah. he made... He made like $26,000 in his first month. That was crazy. I know, but the rapidity of the success was definitely crazy. It would be crazy now, but yeah, like... Yeah, that's crazy. But just, yeah, that fur was so valuable. It is kind of weird to think about how valuable must... fur... Well, fur still is valuable. It's yeah. still very expensive. He must have been like really, really good at what he was doing. Good salesman, yeah. Yeah, like I, I can't imagine. Maybe, well, maybe he's it's because a... he was sh- short. <laughs> Well, he's not threatening. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Do you like? Was he like? He wasn't like a friendly guy, though. No. Well, at the time that he was starting a a fur business, I don't know. I, I wonder mean, how he did it. 
Because I want to steal his secrets. Oh, no, I'm not ruthless. He was very ruthless. I am very ruthful. Well, think think about him. Ruth. <laughs> baby Ruth. Lots of baby Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Yeah, very stupid. <laughs> no, the, uh, the, what's his, um, uh, uh, I, I don't know what kind of person he was, like, young, but I think it's safe to say that hardworking doesn't begin to describe it. He really was, like, the quintessential, like, American dream story. Like, yeah. he's, like, he's, like, a, a cliche. He's, so he was a workaholic. So was he married? Did he have a family? Yeah, yeah. He, um, so he was the was dad that never saw his kids, ever. I actually am unclear. Uh, no, no, he did have kids. Yeah, because his uh, daughter, I believe, married Marcus Lowe's son. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. And, like, he and Marcus Lowe had, like, this frenemy. Well, he had a frenemy. It was oh. one-sided, remember? Because Marcus Lowe was just, he was just a, an affable dude. Yeah, he just loved he just everybody. Like, he thought yeah. he thought, he thought Zucor was, was just like kind his, of funny. His family, yeah. Yeah, he loved him. Yeah. I mean, he, he loved the little guy. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. I wonder if he needed, I wonder if Zucor, when he was really old, because he died at 103, I wonder if he needed, like, you know, a couple little stairs to get up in his hospital bed. Oh, probably. Oh, no. You guys, we're, we're not being mean to, like, a poor old man, okay? He was, should I call, should I just say straight up he was a monster? He was kind of a monster. Yeah, well... Yeah, but we don't we, we'll, know that hundred percent. Well, we know we know that he's a monster for doing what he did in regards to our story, and yeah. I would contend to what the consequences were way down the line. Okay, but, so we're, we're dwelling on Zucor too yeah. long because this isn't like the we, main story. Yeah, and I, and I want to and I want to mention, guys, that uh, me talking about Zucor and Lo there, that relationship. I'm only doing that on recording because that was part of the story. I really wanted to somehow find a way to include, but I just couldn't. The story of Adolf Zukor and Marcus Lowe on its own is like, it's it's like that show that I've been watching on Netflix, The Kaminsky Method. Just these two bickering old men who really like love each other. Oh, that's really but adorable. More sad because Zukor just didn't know how to love anybody. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, I feel bad for his family. I know his long suffering wife. Ugh. I mean, she had their kids yeah. at least. So Zucor uh, got really rich and then sort of started investing with cousin cousin Max. Cousin Max, yeah. yeah. There's there's always a cousin Max. Cousin back in, Max. Well, no, in late nineteenth century, you know, Jewish American. It's always uh, cousin something. No, it's cousin Max. It is always cousin Max. Max Blumenthal, Max Rosenfeld, Max Rosenstein. You know, it's always Who one of them. Who are these people? I'm just saying there's always a are cousin. Are you just saying random names? I'm just saying random Jewish American name. Well, Jewish names, I should say, but like they're like Yiddish names. Oh. I'm just saying, there's always a cousin Max. Cousin Max. If you go back in any family like Jewish hit with Jewish history, there's going to be a cousin Max. Mm. I guarantee you, if we could get the records of of my family, like my great great grandfather, there would be a cousin Max in there. I guarantee <laughs> you, and he'd probably have some sort of business I, on the side. I um, highly anticipate the results of this search. <laughs> I want to find out. <laughs> yeah, who's your cousin Max? Anyway, um, so, so there was yeah, a cousin Max. There was yeah. a cousin Max, and uh, and Zucor started investing money into movies, and mm -hmm. he soon became a very successful studio uh, executive. Weren't you like blown away by how he just sort of was like, eh, movies, yeah, 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 whatever, and he just like did it as a lark, and then it became like his business. Yeah. And then at the at the same time, um, this like big moral panic was going on, mm -hmm. and then there's church ladies. And there's this one guy who like went to pornos to take notes. They weren't pornos. They were just movies. But oh, oh, they weren't pornos. They weren't pornos. Oh, I thought they were pornos. No, that he saw regular <laughs> movies as porno. Think about how he would have freaked out if he had seen pornos. I know what the heck. I mean, like I made the dumb dad joke about how he would feel about twerking today. Dude, imagine Brother Crafts like watching the infamous Miley Cyrus at oh, the Oh, he at was a Grammys. religious guy. Yeah, he was super religious. Wait, he brother? His Brother Crafts. That's what it. That that was his title. Well, I think it was a self Was he like a cleric? Title. He was just sort of an advocate. Oh, he didn't, even, he didn't even work for the church? No, he was he was a lobbyist. He was a, he called himself a Christian lobbyist. But he like that's not what he No, that's what he did. That's what he was. Wait, so, but he wasn't like a part of the clergy. I don't think technically. I mean, not at that point. He might have been at one point before that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, all right. So yeah, that's so, yeah. that's like a whole other thing. Well, do you remember what uh, what the moral panic was about besides like <laughs> Them treating regular movies like they were porns. <laughs> Prawns. <laughs> Prawns. Um, what it was about? Yeah, like, what, what What? did you think... What were the moralists and the reformers out to fix with their little mission against the movies? 
that people were kissing for more than three seconds. I mean, that was probably part of it, but... Um, oh, uh, the... Helen, the, Helen Lovejoy, that's the hint I'll There wasn't... Oh, I don't remember that name. Think of the children. Think of the children, oh. No, uh, Helen Lovejoy from The Simpsons. No, I don't know. That's, uh, the, that's um, Reverend Lovejoy's wife. Oh. She always no. says, oh, please, someone think of the children. Think of the children. Yeah, 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 because yeah, there's yeah. that one thing that you were talking about where you couldn't show, like... A woman sewing a baby's clothes. Yes. Um. Even, but even people at the time, like newspapers made fun that of that. That was so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so there were reformers. They were, but why were they a big deal? Because they were, um, like, I don't know. <laughs> I did not know the <laughs> That's like the that. centerpiece. Uh, how dare I'm you? Getting enough? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were. They wanted to censor the movies. They wanted the government to step in and censor the movies. They had just won prohibition. Oh yeah, I they guess wanted to. I, they I wanted. That. Yeah. They wanted to legislate morality. They wanted to basically have anything deemed unchristian and untraditional values I, I to be censored. I think I get partial credit because I talked about that kissing thing. And you that, did. That and was a good detail. Also, the um, the woman sewing the baby clothes. Yes, thing. those are good details. Yeah. It's just, so but you have to remember why. Make the connection. Yeah, you have to make the oh actual connection there. Uh, anyway, so and then it was the birth of William Desmond Taylor. Well, the birth of his birth. I think he was older than Zucor, if I remember right. Uh, he came to the United States, and mm-hmm. um, did he? He he wasn't an actor for a while. No, he he started as an actor. Yeah, but then he wasn't an actor. For yeah, because his his uh, father, the old major, he yeah, uh, he was... was not about to let his son be a dandy on stage, you know, mm. which was very normal for the late nineteen mid late nineteenth century. Yeah, like Man, he, men are supposed to be men. Well, it Do wasn't even man stuff. No, I think it actually I think was like a sort of chop at each other with axes and <laughs> drink b- beer out of. Skulls. Just, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Anyway. And, uh, <laughs> boobs. Sports. You have, yeah. a very, you have a very problematic view of men. <laughs> That's exactly what you're like, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> All um, the time. Uh, but, like, uh, I, th- I want to say... I, what? <laughs> I just, what? I just said hunting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm done now. No, I was gonna. I was gonna actually ask because I wasn't quite sure. Because I'm wondering if like acting, like theater acting, was still kind of not something refined families took part in in the 19th century. Like a holdover from like Shakespeare's day that acting was a lower class thing. Because the English were still all about class. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Taylor was an Irishman, so I don't. I mean, that might have a similar value in there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think, um, I, I don't know anything about this, but I do have that impression of, like, that, that theater acting. theater wasn't. Yeah, theater was it was for the masses. It definitely, I mean, it definitely was in Shakespeare's time, and that's why it was such a big deal, yeah. like Shakespeare was. But I'm just wondering, like, how much of that played into that, or how much of it was just the old major being pissy about young Billy, like, not carrying on the family tradition of yeah, being in the military. Man. Well, it's not about Be nice. They would call it manly, but Gearheads. I don't think it was <laughs> I don't think it was about manliness. It was more just about keeping family traditions alive, if that makes sense. Didn't he have like any siblings that could do that? Yeah, he had he had a brother who I believe did serve. I mean he served too. It's just that acting, you know, like he, I don't know. He loved acting, and his well, dad didn't want him to love it. Basically, the yeah, age-old story of parents wanting to control kids' lives. Yes. So anyway, do you remember what his father did when he found out he was acting? He, oh, he, um, I do remember this. He, oh, sent him to the U.S. Yep, to Kansas, Runnymede. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Where all the acting is. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to keep him away from acting... Being in the middle of nowhere in late 19th century Kansas probably is the best way Dude, to do it. Dude, he should have just started a community theater like that. In Runnymede, Kansas? Yes. With, with Get all... all, like, the bored wives together. <laughs> put on, like, I don't know, like, a Midsummer Night's Dream. How wonderful <laughs> would that be? That would be pretty delightful. I and mean, then he would, like, live out the rest of his life like that. Oh, but, and this and is... And become a big, big 
theater star in the Midwest. But we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit when I say this, make kind of a cheap joke that, you know, Runnymede was the place where all the English families sent their troubled sons mm. to learn how to be ranchers, you know, deal with horses, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, he loved horses, so he stayed for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then he, he also. Left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was really weird. And we'll get to that in a second. But I was just saying that, like, you know, it was a place where, like, they'd send all their, you know, troubled sons. So Taylor starts a. Uh, a theater community with the other troubled sons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that sounds a little bit like heaven on earth yeah, for him, right? I, I that would think. Sounds, that sounds great. I would do that. I know you would do that. That, was, that, sounds, that sounds really fun. <laughs> um, we're getting way off track. Uh, so yeah, basically, <laughs> no, no, he left. So he left Kansas. Oh, yeah, and then he went to Los Angeles. No, he, no, no, he fucked was, around for a few no, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he went to Los Angeles. Before Los Angeles, where did New he York. go? No, that's where he left. Chicago. You actually missed a whole chunk about the big part of his shameful part of his existence after Runnymede. How he moved to New York and then became a business owner. He operated an antique store. He was married. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You only remember that because I told you. I remember I asked you about right, it right after you listened right, and you did not right, remember yeah. that he I had a wife not. and he daughter. He got married and had a wife and daughter and then was like, hey, I gotta go get some cigarettes at the corner store. Yeah, he literally did that. Oh, like, my God. Man, what he, the fuck? Okay, listen, he left $500, okay? Oh, wow, okay. What, let's, $500 let's... from a business that her own uncle funded for. Oh, my God, what a dipshit. I know, it was kind of an... Well, okay, but his uncle, to be fair, his uncle-in-law did die and forgave him of the debt in his will, so yeah. it it was a gift. Yeah. So, But still, it sounds a lot better to say what a he, dipshit. he borrowed money from his own business and then paid off his wife with that. Yeah. And we'll get into why he might have uh, done that. I mean, but point is, it was a men are pigs moment for you. I'm uh, sure that you just blocked yeah, out. I just feel really bad for the for the wife and daughter. Well, do you want to, I mean, I didn't really get into it in the podcast, but I can give you the sort of epilogue. Ethel Daisy, his daughter, and uh, his wife, they did reconcile. Oh. He had a relationship with his daughter. Like, uh, the legend is, and I don't know, I couldn't confirm this. The legend is. Well, it is kind of a legend at this point, and I've heard it disputed, but I haven't seen any actual evidence for or against it, uh, that the way uh, Ethel Daisy found out about her father was she and her mom went to some movie, and, and his ex-wife was just like, oh, dear. And then she, when she saw him on screen, and she leaned over to Ethel Daisy and said, Ethel Daisy... That man on the screen is your father. Dude. And that's how she found out about her Dude, dad. Dude, imagine, like, being a kid. And Tom Cruise's kid. Just fucking something. left, and it's like, fucking, you go see, like, Mission Impossible. <laughs> hey, that's your dad. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's probably happened more often than just this one yeah, supposed no, I, story. I bet, yeah. I, so uh, so, she, so they, they reconciled later. It doesn't really matter. I just wanted you to know that. Yeah, but and, so, and, he, like, and he started sending them no money one, every month. No one can, no nothing can make up for these those years without you, you spending your childhood this is without true. a father. And we'll go Wait, to, when did they um, start re- rec- reconcile? 1920, 1921. Shortly before he died, they started corresponding. And then he started sending money every month to them. Like a lot of money, too. <laughs> She's like, hmm, let me write this letter. Where do I address it to? Mr. William Des- Desmond Taylor. Like, Mr. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Hollywood, California? <laughs> <laughs> Just get this letter to the the Tom Cruise guy? Well, he they, he cabled the address. <laughs> <laughs> how would... How would... Okay. Anyway, I, that's, like, way more detail. Okay. Um, okay, so... He uh, then moved to Los Angeles and became... Well, San Francisco, then Los Angeles. Yeah. He got discovered uh, as an actor. He got discovered as an actor. Uh, and then he what, lives in Hollywood, I guess, right? Where does it's he, actually, where he it's near Echo Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, sort That's of near nice. Echo Park. Well, he lives in a cute little house. Mm-hmm. And a he's got, like, a few neighbors who are also actors. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, yeah, yeah, and then, like, the, 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 the 14-year-old kid who's actually 19... Or the 19-year-old kid who was actually 14? Mary Mary Miles Minter? No, she was a 10-year-old who was presented as 16. So when she was 19, she was actually only... Well, no, by the time that she met William Desmond Taylor, she was just using her real age. Oh, she was was illegal. That was just to get her illegally on stage by her evil fucking mom. Yeah, that mom was evil. She's she's comparable to that one mom in... um, 
in that one uh, podcast. <laughs> the one, the one with the the one that um, made her daughter uh, pretend to be sick. Oh, the one that they made into the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, she, yeah. she, like those are like two of the evilest moms. I, I think. I think the one who made her daughter sick is a little worse, maybe because she was killing her physically. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, but I don't know. I don't know. Char- I mean, Charlotte Shelby is who we're talking those. about. It's not comparable. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte Shelby. Well, it was also a very different time. Super different. Like child labor laws were new when she was like violating them. Yeah. And she was probably. And she was like sleeping with some older guy at fourteen. Oh, Mary Miles Minter was. Yeah. So bad. Hopelessly in love with um, this forty-something-year-old man. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, and then and then after that, she had an abortion that her mother forced her to have. Mm. Uh, from the 40-something-year-old guy, and then she got into Hollywood, and that's when she met Bill. Man. What so, happened to her dad? Uh, they left him. Like, Shelby walked out on him with her daughters. Oh. Well, at least that's how Mary remembers it. She uh, phrases it even, it's like so on the nose to say that she has daddy issues. She literally says in one of her columns, I think she wrote for the LA Times, uh, they took my daddy away from me. Who's they? They being like Charlotte Shelby and the other showbiz people in her life. Oh, so th- Charlotte Shelby went to the corner store to get some cigarettes. But took the kids with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to make it sound like though he was just some innocent guy. I feel like I remember William Mann covered him being kind of a scumbag, maybe, in Tinseltown. The fact is, I don't know. Yeah, that's like the kettle calling the pot black. It, pot kettle ca- calling Pot the- calling the kettle black. Right, <laughs> They're both black. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, so like, so that was like kind of the, the first um, sort of possibility of the groups of people who may, may have killed Been involved, yeah. Yeah, so the second group is like the Sands guy. Edward Sands. He's... Yeah, he was like a valet mm-hmm. um, who blackmailed him. Mm-hmm, because he found out his real identity. Yeah. William Dean which, Tanner. I don't know. I guess I don't know why. Like, why would that be like blackmail material? Oh, oh it, it wasn't just that. It was uh, he also, because he knew uh, who he really was, he also knew about Ethel Daisy. Okay. Just his whole life. He knew... Well, because it was really scandalous to walk out on your family back then. Oh, was it? Yeah. I just feel like people do it so much. Well, in the lower classes, <laughs> yes. But William Taylor was, you know, pretty upper class. It was not something... It would make him look bad as, in the eyes of his peers is how he saw it. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I mean, like... Well, then that gets into the whole thing about Hollywood and, like, what they... They see the scandal as worse than the crime. Right. But we'll get into that later. Um, and Alex really doesn't like Hollywood. <laughs> Just add to that's that. That's basically... That's, that, that, that was in all caps, if, yeah. you, if you guys could Yeah, know. that's the TLDR. Yeah. TLD, Alex hates Hollywood! TLDL. <laughs> TL. Didn't listen. TLDL, huh? Anyway. Yeah, so Sans... Sans was like, I know everything who are, about who you are, and I'll tell everyone if you don't give me 500 bucks. It was way more than 500 Five thousand bucks. It was, I think it was 5,000 bucks. Well, though, that was what that was the check that he... Cash. Taylor gave him a blank check, Dude, remember? who does that? A very sweet, trusting man who did not know any better. He was yeah. very, very generous and very trusting. That's why people loved Dude, him so much. Dude, I feel like... I if someone gave me a five a blank check and blank. I know they were really rich and I was gonna steal money I would steal more than five thousand dollars. I think he stole. Well, you know what? They didn't ever say. None of the sources said how much of Taylor's finances that was. It wasn't everything. He no, did have. He it had a lot have of been money. Everything. Yeah, he. I mean, he was like, like a, a t- famous director. Yeah, and you know, by today's standards, he'd be a millionaire. But he was like a ten thousand or like a. 10,000 air is that a term I don't know he was making tens of thousands of dollars every month or okay. year year excuse oh, okay. me well yeah okay so that's yeah. a suspect um also uh the, the his BFF his BFF Mazel Mabel Mabel Close. Marvin Mabel <laughs> Mabel Marvin Marv, Mar- Martin Mabel you are one letter off from the last name Mabel mm. Maven May Mar Narvin. <laughs> You're just gonna say every possible sound besides the correct one, aren't oh, you? I don't know what it is. Mabel 
Norvin, Norman. Norman. There you go. <laughs> wow, that I'm pretty sure that's I'm the not, longest you've taken to remember a name. You got you guys. You guys didn't see, but but Alex was like mouthing it, so I would get it. And even then, she didn't get cheating. it because <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. I was looking off into the distance, trying to think of what it is. Oh anyway, God. Mabel Norman was a drug addict mm-hmm. and she was a she's a very very successful yeah like very funny successful comedian she perfected the pie in the face gag yeah that, yeah. that was her and thing no she, would, she, she and fatty arbuckle or she would get, arbuckle would she throw the pie or would she get hit both oh wow yeah she was really good at it and yeah. apparently um well and i did mention this sort of offhandedly in the podcast i think she was the one who discovered and propped up charlie chaplin Here's a question. Hmm. What, like, who decided that it should be like a pie that they throw? Like, what if, um, what, if, what, if, what about like a, like a nice a spongy angel food cake? I get the feeling it's or be- a fruit salad. <laughs> I think it's because I can't believe we're breaking down the pie in the face gag. Uh, but I, or I brought this. Of milk. I brought this on myself. No, that would hurt. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's the point, is that a banana cream pie or just a cream pie or just a a pie tin full of whipped cream is the least likely to harm you, and so, it sticks. So it, it looks funny because it sticks to your face. Did, before her, no one ever did the pie Oh, I don't trick? know. I'm, the pie I, thing? I said she perfected it. it it's like, it, it was the first time that the pie in the face gag became associated with an individual person. Mm. Her and Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle mm. both in movies together. It's, it's they Ma- perfected it's it. It's Mabel pie in the face, Norman. Pretty much. Wow. I I would like to be called Molly pie in the face pan. I think it'd be more pie in the belly pan. Mm, yeah, I wouldn't I I would rather eat a pie that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've never had a pie thrown at my face, I think it might if, be a nice it, feeling. If it was a really, I think it might be quite startling. If it mean? was a real pie, it would be ungodly would, messy and it painful. It would be really painful, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't feel. I don't, especially if it was like a stone pie. <laughs> because that's a thing people make. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. You guys can't hear Alex laugh, but he's laughing silently. <laughs> okay, so so one time, um, he was going to visit at her at her house after she had been cleaned up. Remember? Yeah, she was like, she was like, gonna, gonna go to rehab. I said yes, yes, yeah. yes. And she then was, she, she went was, to ba- rehab. yeah. She was basically Amy Winehouse, but you know, you know, not dead. I mean. Right, right. Well, she is <laughs> dead. Yeah, so not she's like Amy, Amy Winehouse. She is then. like Amy Winehouse, but she wasn't dead at the time. Anyway. Um. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, oh, dude, this story is so crazy. Uh, so oh, he, yeah, yeah. So he goes there and like, she's just to like, hang out. yeah, just to hang out with her and be like, what's up, girl? And uh, she had a dope dealer at the other end of the house the, and he was in the front and she was like ah shit do i like go do it was drugs like a, or do i hang out with my best friend it was like a fraser episode dude where she what, had to like go between each the front door and back door and like keep them each at bay did that did she do that or did she just go talk to the the she, dope fiend? she kept taylor at bay and went to go talk to the dope fiend. i was just saying it, if it was like yeah, a fraser it would, episode she, it would just would, be she would just yeah and then like more and more people would be involved and yeah things would be really awkward and, uh... okay so and then yeah and then like bill got super mad when he found out yeah, yeah. because was bill a normal size man he was like my size maybe even taller that's actually. a big man especially for the time yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, guy we'll get into later, Don Osborne was six four. That's tall by today's standards. Yeah, Back then, tall. that was nuts. He I mean, was pe- like a, the Yao Ming of his time. Yeah, I mean, people were tall, but yeah, Bill Taylor was <laughs> Bill Taylor was like six feet, I think, something like that, six feet, yeah, six one. That's a that's a big man. He was a big man. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he like goes and like beats up the guy. Well, he he gave him a thrashing. You have to use the Ooh, terminology. Give him a th- I'll give you a thrashing. Actually, that might have just been what Bill Taylor would have said because he was British. That's more of a British thing, right? Give you a good thrashing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. don't know. So, oh, yeah, I forgot he, he was British. He is. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's Irish, but I believe British educated, and then interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 but he, he was very British sounding. So you have to imagine mm-hmm. a very refined man. I'm going to thrash you. Yeah. Well, he shoved the guy, and then I think kicked him and punched him a bunch mm. so he kicked him while he was down it was stupid he, dope fiend yeah but remember who Especially that dope like, fiend might have been 
the guy, the the guy. Dapper Don Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping Dapper, ahead a little. I'm sorry. Yeah. Dapper so. Don. Uh, okay, so, so he like okay, so along the same storyline. Um, he was, like, out hanging out with, like, some other guy later. They were shooting a film. Yeah, yeah, and they, he, and he, they were, like, walking next, okay, this is how I remember okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, they were walking, um, next to some corns, and the guy, like, jumps out from, like, the corns, and, like, tries to, like, scare him, mm-hmm. and then they get, like, really close, and they almost kiss, and there's a hot erotic moment, and the guy is, like, the guy's, like, chicken, and then he, like, backs off. And it was like a very mysterious thing, and then the guy. Okay, the, so that that's how you remember that. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, well, it was bushes. There was no corn. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was corn. I, I might have said in a field, and that might have made yeah, you yeah, think yeah. of that. Okay, so I mean, cornfield. Yeah, but there was no there was no corn. I how mean, do you how how do you know it wasn't corn? Because they weren't shooting in a cornfield. How do you how do you know? you said it was a field? Anyway, uh, uh, but yeah, you did get erotic. I mean, I called it homoerotic because I've always thought that, that that thing that guys, when they're about to get into a fight, do to this day, I guess they were doing it back then too, is they get really close to each yeah, other. Yeah, what if and you just, like, what? What, if they, what if they just kissed each other? Like, I mean, wouldn't it, that be like, great? I mean, if they both <laughs> wanted to, I guess. So, but yes, yeah, so they're like standing really close together and he did, int- he intimidated the other guy to leave, but the other guy was obviously trying to intimidate him to let him know, I know where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, what other scary things happened? Uh, oh, um, people saw, uh, a tall man and a little man, um, standing there watching the house. Yeah, trying to get in. Yeah, um, people found P- PV. PV, yeah. Uh, found, which is the perfect butler name, by the PV. way. <laughs> Um, he's kind of the perfect butler. Yeah, honestly. yeah, like, he sounded great. Yeah, he he's he is my favorite character in the story. But like, I could tell that a lot of the uh, people who cover the William Desmond Taylor murder and write about it, they I could feel them wanting to talk about PV, even though he really has n- almost nothing to do with the actual. Somebody should point write a book on PV. I mean, Tinseltown pretty much covers it. He was just such a character, though. He's yeah. so, like, perfect. I love him. Anyway, so, yeah, what did PV find, though? Uh, he found a golden-tipped cigarette yeah. on the the ground. Yeah, but why was that a big deal? Because someone else... Because someone stole them. Yeah, because someone had broken into Taylor's house and stole them. Yeah, that's really scary. I know. And then what else was... What was Taylor getting at all hours of the night? Phone calls yeah, with the silence. Yeah, isn't that terrible? That- so scary. Well, do you remember that? Well, I mean, I know you were not as... You're not... I, will, I think it's fair to say you're not a fan of Zodiac, really, the film. Yeah. But you remember those scenes where the Zodiac is calling him yeah. and threatening him and breathing into the phone? Yeah. Like, I, as soon as I read that, I was like, that's all I could think Dude, about. Dude, yeah, I'd be so scared. I'd, be I'd like, move. I'd, be I'd like, leave. I'd be, like, buying extra locks and, like, changing my phone number and shit. Getting a gun. Yeah. Like, just everything. Yeah, that's really scary. God. Um, what else? Um, so those are like kind of the three, mm-hmm. the three uh, groups of people. Yeah. Um, Mab- oh, let's recap. Mabel Normand and her drug dealers, or former drug dealers. Yes. Edward Sands. Yes. And Charlotte Shelby slash Mary Miles Minter. Yes. Uh, and, oh, well, I mean, those two, those two weirdos. And those two weirdos that we know nothing about yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess technically four groups of people. Um, okay, so should we talk about the day of the murder? If you want. Okay, so she um, she's eating peanuts <laughs> in her car, and she brought brought the peanuts to Bill, and she says, "I have peanuts for you." You old duck. <laughs> you old, you old duck. Uh, and they've they've been reading books. And they've been they've been sharing books together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they. Had a little talk together, I guess. Just hung out, yeah. Yeah, hung out. That's so cute. Remember her playing the piano? Yeah. Deliberately getting notes wrong and stuff just to mess around? Yeah. Seems seems like a sad music video. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. I feel like you could put... Oh my god, if you really want to be sad, you could play... Jeff Buckley's version of Hallelujah during that as a montage. Oh my god. Um, I love their relationship. I know a lot of people might who might subscribe to the Robert Giro theory that he was just friend zoned by her. I know there's people who believe that and I can see why it seems compelling, but I, I don't 
I really just think they were just best friends. I, yeah, I never got any vibe otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely possible. Yeah, so maybe we should... So, okay, so then what happens after all the cuteness? So then she leaves, he walks her out to her, her car, mm-hmm. um, and he leaves the door open, he mm-hmm. comes back, and then, like, is it wasn't, like, that long after that somebody heard a gunshot... Oh, it was it was when he walked back, pretty much. It was almost immediate after. Because Mabel Norman left at 8.45, I want to say. Or 7.45. I think it was 7.45. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the times wrong. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I can get the dates right, but I can't get the exact time wrong. God, I'm a, Alex. I know, I'm a failure. Jeez. Well, so basically she left, and then he was killed. Well, the gunshot was... I. From what they've been able to piece together, I think the gunshot was within like ten minutes of him walking her out to her car. Hmm, ten minutes. That's Maybe five minutes. Yeah, honestly, that's I don't know. Because that kind of factors into my little theory. Interesting. Well, we will get to that because then when he came back in, whoever it was who was in there shot him. Yeah, and then and, and then kind of arranged stuff. We know that there was some arrangement. Yeah, and also the way that he was laying, like. Perfectly, like, yeah. with his body up, um, with his face up. La- laid out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so so then, like, people start, well, Peavy found, finds yeah. his body in the morning. Start shrieking. Yeah, and um, and then the investigation begins. Yeah, I knew that you'd like that part. Probably would make you think of Ellie Noir, where you look at the body. Yeah. Detective Ziegler is Cole Phelps, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tries to make a terrible... A Hamlet joke and nobody laughs. And then like, uh, and then Mary Mary Miles Minter finds out and like yeah. does Late, like later. a weird like over dramatic like scene. I think she just didn't really know how to act. Well, she wasn't a good actor. Yeah. No, hired... I mean like, I mean even for the time, she wasn't a good actor. Not not like that. She just didn't know what to. Oh, do. I see what you mean. Like an appropriate emo. Well, and she was, and we can get into that later too. But she was fucked up. Yeah. She was so fucked up. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the investigator, the lead, the super cop? Mr. Detective Sergeant High-ranking official in a royal court. King? Yeah, there you go. King! Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh. That was a weird definition of a king. Yeah, that was, that was a weird definition but I was, of a king. I, I, I'm, working, I'm working off the top of my head here. So, Detective Sergeant King. I believe his name was Eddie King, if I remember right. Yeah, he sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. He sounds like he would wear, like, aviators and, like, yeah. a, like, a leather jacket. You know, I have no idea what he looked like, but I always imagine him with a big mustache. Yeah, of course he had a big because mustache. of the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he drove a motorcycle. Oh, all, snap! I mean, old timey motorcycle. That is but so cool. He drove a motorcycle ooh, all over the town. Ta- he must have had city. one of those like round helmets with the goggles on. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and a scarf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably oh, had riding gloves. So cool. Yeah. So cool. No, I want to. Cool. I want to play Detective King in the biopic. Yeah. Oh man, I I feel so bad for him though because he became blinded by his own stubbornness. Yeah, he was. He really wanted to do to find the woman. Yeah, well, because that's what the who who was put who put that idea in his head, besides his own intuition. His, oh, uh, his wife. No, the headlines. His, oh, the ta- no, that's the part that like the sort of side story of of William Desmond Taylor's murder that I I wanted to find a way to put Yellow more journal. in. Oh, oh, yellow this, journalism. This episode is Alex hates Hollywood and Alex hates journalism. I don't hate journalism. I hate journalism in the 1920s and how nobody <laughs> seems to see that journalism today is basically the same. Basically the same. Alex hates everything. Yeah, pretty much. I hate everything that everyone else holds dear, I guess. Um, yeah, he kept um, he kept investigating uh, Shel- Shelby. Shelley, well, first, Shelby? Shelby. Charlotte Shelby. How, do you remember what the, the King Vidor narrative was involving Charlotte Shelby? Like uh, what it was? All these kings. I know. His name was actually King, though. They're both named... No, his first name was King. His name was King? I don't know How if that was... His... name would be King? <laughs> I don't know if that was a stage name or if that was actually his name because it was the 1800s when he was born. My name would be King so. Pie in the Face Pan. <laughs> I really want it to be Lady King. Lady Lady King Pie in the Face Pan. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty... Esquire. Esquire? Yeah. No, I gotta get a law degree before I can do that. Oh, you'll get an honorary one. Okay. What if I was the king? So I'd be King King. <laughs> king King? Yeah, I'd be King King. King King. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 
So he thought it was the Sands guy. No, no, he didn't think it was a Sands. He was the only guy who didn't think it was a Sands guy. Oh, he... Everyone in the LAPD thought it was a Sands guy. And then remember Thomas Woolwine, the district attorney who wanted to become governor? No. <laughs> Politics. I forgot. That is one of your blind spots. He I just don't wa- <laughs> He wanted to push the Sands theory because he was like, oh, well, we'll be able to catch him because we know who he is. We don't have to actually figure out who it is. But... Remember, oh. he was protecting Charlotte Shelby and Mary Miles Minter. Oh. Remember why? Because he thought they were hot. Well, Shelby, for God knows what reason, he had an affair with her, remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. This yeah. actually did happen. I was totally just guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, nice. No, no, he did have... This is like <laughs> guessing. This is like guessing on a test and getting it right. I feel like guessing on a test and getting it right should be like penalized more heavily than getting things wrong. <laughs> but that'd be in a nightmare to score. But anyway, uh, yeah, like how he was having... He, well, he did have an affair with Shelby, supposedly. and But more importantly, do you remember what he gave her? A gun. Yes. And what kind of gun was 38. it? 38. Yes. And why is that important? Because that's the gun that Bill was shot with. Exactly. Yes. And remember what happened to that gun that he got her? It was missing. Yeah, but you remember how it's missing? She threw it away. Her mom threw it oh, away. Oh, yeah. She, like... Took she it like out of the drove swamp. it all the way to uh, to the other side, like to New York or something. To New Orleans uh, or to to uh, and then Louisiana. Yeah, that yeah. is so weird. I know. Well, because she, well, okay, because it either because Shelby knew that it would look bad to have an unregistered firearm that matches the gun that matches that... the one that killed Taylor, or she knew that as well, but had used it to kill Taylor. Right. So, yeah, uh, that's, that, so that's sketchy. It's really sketchy. It's really and sketchy. while everyone and their mom on the LAPD thought it was Edward Sands when that was just not... Well, do you remember why the Edward Sands theory just doesn't make sense? Because why would why would he want to kill Taylor? Like, it doesn't he, make any sense. You can't sense. get money out of him if he's dead. Yeah, also he, like, didn't rob him or anything. Like, the... Yeah. The, he, yeah, like, he, it doesn't make any sense. Well, and why? do you remember the big thing? He asked for directions to the house that he lived at as his employee. Or he didn't live there, but right. that he worked at yeah. as an employee. Yeah. Like, that's... that's they, Okay, here's what I want to know. Did they um, ask... So, like, the, the witness that saw the, ga- uh, the, saw, the, saw the person at the gas station... Did they have them in to like do? Like yeah, a... they did. They and and he didn't match Sands. I don't know if they did sketches, but the description didn't match Sands. No, I mean, yeah, like pictures. Oh, uh, like showing him pictures. Yeah, like like a I guess. Lineup. Yeah, I believe like that would be so insightful. I believe Sands had a mugshot, mm, but getting mugshots was hard if you were arrested in another state back then. That's they, true. They, they didn't have email <laughs> you, you also you had to like sit there for like two minutes for it to expose yeah exactly and, or, like don't move an inch exactly yeah i don't I, that's a good question though i don't know i don't know about that Yeah, part. because that that would solve a lot of things exactly they, we, they're saying that he was tall right so he's probably like the guy at the gas station was tall yeah the six four um, guy okay well let me go over the the witnesses because i do mention all of them i didn't mention all of them in the most efficient way i apologize so we can sort of consider this the mea culpa so the still confused so the night of there are wit- there are three main witnesses that I think are worth mentioning. There was one witness who saw someone on a trolley who may have matched Sands, but that's also because it matches the other person in our theory. Right. Um, then there was the woman walking her dog, seeing a man with bowed legs walking in the direction of the alleyway behind Taylor's house. Yeah, people with bowed legs are always vilified. <laughs> it's like it's like forbidden tattoos. Do you need to uh get something off your chest? Guys, I have bowed legs and I love them and I'm proud of them. Sometimes I trip over on my own feet, but that's no one else's business. So stop making fun of people with bowed legs. And stop casting aspersions on their character. Yes, yeah, stop it. <laughs> Just because someone has bowed legs doesn't mean they're a criminal. I don't know. Both Edward Sands and the other guy we're going to be into were criminals and they had bowed legs. <laughs> I'm not a criminal. Anyway, so one one of the witnesses saw a man with bowed legs going into the alleyway behind Taylor's house. Yeah. The gas station attendant sees a tall man asking for directions yeah. to Taylor's house. Yeah. Uh, then the maid at the McLean's house next door to Taylor. Heard the gun. And but saw... But they, they heard a, well, they heard somebody in the alleyway behind the house, but they didn't see anybody. Yeah. But then they heard the gunshot, and then Faith saw the man leave the house. And what yeah, was that was, man like? He was, 
Cool. He was wearing a Hamburglar costume. That's what he you was, imagine. He was holding, like, that stick with, like, the bag on it. Yeah. And the bag has a big dollar sign on it. <laughs> and he was, like, sneaking around with his hands, his wrists, uh, like, up. And he's, like... Yes. He's making this noise. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh he was like sneaking around like that. He is what he's saying. Yeah, in other words, the what is it? The mo- the movie film burglar. The motion uh, uh Faith McLean's idea of a motion picture burglar. Yeah, the movie film thief. Let's talk about the and then the in the morning like when people when he, people started finding out that he was dead, the company sent people to mm-hmm. like it's like just take all the stuff literally interfere with an active crime now granted it wasn't maybe an active crime scene but it was a crime scene it was a crime you cannot just go in there and take shit no you cannot I'm just saying I'm realizing that I used the term interfered with an active crime scene and I was like well some fucking lawyer is gonna be like well it wasn't active because they didn't know it was a crime yet but it was still a crime scene and they took all the fucking physical evidence that is that is technically true. But you, it was still, there was a dead man, so it was, oh, I guess it wouldn't be a that, crime scene. That's, that is technically true because of that sketchy doctor who came in and was like, guys, this is a, a stomach ulcer. The doctor is interesting because, like... I think, okay. I I'm, real, to, I'm really hoping your theory about the doctor is the same as mine because I have a theory, too. I think I think the doctor is the key. I think the doctor is oh, the key. Oh, to your theory? Yes. Wait, of who killed him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Please, let's because put. A, I want to put a pin in that. Please, I, I want to wait. I want that. To, that should be how we close this. That's epic. Okay. okay. So right. I mean, I, just it's not it, a good theory, but it's a theory. No, it's it's a great theory. Yeah. <laughs> so just because it's, I did not even think about that. No, my theory was just that the doctor was some actor hired by famous players Lasky to say, "Oh, it's no big deal. Nothing, nothing to see here." Mm-hmm. To stall for time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so they wouldn't mm-hmm. find out that it might have been a murder or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. The, and maybe the doctor was just a doctor, but the fact that he so certainly said, ah, it's a stomach also, and then disappeared as soon as the police wrote down natural causes. Yeah, like, like a normal the, doctor would look. <laughs> yeah, no one, the, the mor- mortician at the scene of the crime looked. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, Charles Aiton had the suggestion, Like, a doctor would, like, it would, they wouldn't just, like, like, not even really look and just, like, not even touch a guy and be like, oh, it's, it's a stomach thing. Well, and no one knew who he was. Like, everyone yeah, Alvarado Court. Yeah, and then he just, like, faded into the No, he faded crowd. into the background. He just disappeared. Like, people, like, everyone who on Alvarado Court, they were like, we don't know who that guy is. That's so weird. That is so weird. He just happened to be in the area. Also, when the famous players' employees were in the area. So, yeah, they, they like, just took all of his documents. So, definitely some kind of a cover-up happening. Yes. Uh, if the doctor was, like, oh, it's a natural causes, yes. then I don't think it would be a crime scene, and I think that's how... It was written down as natural causes initially. That's the thing. Yeah, and that's how they got in and, like, were able to take all the stuff. Fuck. I didn't even make that connection, and that's such an obvious one. Yeah, so... I, that is that is so... That is messed up. That is so messed up. Yeah. Oh, okay, so anyway. Um, uh, okay, so crime scene. Crime scene. Yes. Uh, they found out he was else, shot. What else is there? So they found, found out he was shot. They um, took all the documents. Yeah. Um, um, is there much else? There's not really much else. In the crime right? scene. No, no, no. So we, we kind of jumped ahead. I jumped ahead with the Charlotte Shelby theory, but I just want to kind of throw that and the Edward Sands theory out because I don't think they're very reasonable. And I'm assuming you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, it would... Charlotte Shelby would have had to hire someone, I think. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, I didn't entertain that theory in the podcast, but let's be real. It is possible that she could have hired some people, you know? You never know. Yeah, but, but also... I, the, I doubt it. The, the motive... Mo- the motive isn't strong enough. I mean, there's there is some... One of the weirder, like, interpretations of the Charlotte Shelby theory is that she was in love with Taylor and was just jealous mm. on the part of Mary, but that just seems like... I don't know how they got that from speculation from fellow employees at the studio sure that makes you know i can buy that but i her behavior towards taylor seems more like one of oh my daughter fell for a 40 something when she was 13 got knocked up and i had to pay for an illegal abortion to deal with that i don't want that happening again mm-hmm. you know so it's just i think it was just her being a stage mom yeah and could a stage mom's craziness lead to murder Sure, it's a fun, juicy theory. Like I, w- I was saying, no, but I would be. I, I would say that it would be like it would be like second or third degree murder because like that that the the amount of 
pre-planning mm-hmm. in the first degree murder would that I I think it, it would be a murder of passion. I uh, think yeah, like her. what Detective King was saying. Yeah, it, but um, this was obviously planned out. Yeah, and professional, obvious, obvious. and professional. Yeah, um, aside aside from the weirdness of the crime scene with the chair and stuff, that was like a weird. Well, and like I said, I think that was done in a moment of panic. Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of which theory it was, I think that's what it was. But yeah, so second theory, Robert Giroux's narrative, the writer of the other source, Deed of Death, the one involving Mabel Normand and the drug dealers. Oh yeah, whole bunch of characters in this one that we never met and I am not interested in because <laughs> I don't even think it's the real theory. Okay, well, so what was the theory then? It was like that the that he Dapper Don was trying to get rid of him because he was like being into business. Yeah, he was being like anti-drug. He was like being mm-hmm. the dare of his time. I mean, I think he was going a little. I think he was being the DEA of his time. He was trying to fucking or, or uh, Dirty Harry, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and he was like going he's to beating the, up dealers. Yeah, he was going to the government gov- government and being like, "Hey, we need to get rid of dope." So the theory is that he, the Dapper Don guy, wanted to get rid of Taylor. I'd say it's a reasonable theory. Yeah, could have been an angry drug dealer. Um, the two guys that were seen outside of the house, like people who worked for the Kingpin. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's just not that interesting of a theory, though. It's, yeah, it could And be. that's why I be. keep going back to it in my head. I'm like, well, it's the least interesting, the least moving parts of any of the theories. Mm. So the law of parsimony kind of should be considered. So, okay, I have a question. Sure. Was it Zucor that told everyone to go and get his stuff? We don't know for sure, but I don't think the decision could have been made by Charles Aiton by himself. He was general manager, but he did not direct like things like that. He had to have at least talked to Lasky, who would have cabled Zucor. So how long was it between when they heard about that that Taylor had died mm-hmm. and when the people rushed in to, like, get his stuff. We know that um, PV found Taylor's body at 7.30. Then he screams. Everybody finds out. At 7.31. At 7.30, <laughs> at 7.30 and 30 seconds, I think. <laughs> I don't. No one knows the exact time he found him, but around 7.30. Mm-hmm. And then um, all of the people on, you know, Alvarado Court... You know, they work for famous players at one point. They're actors, so they call. They start calling people as soon as they realize Taylor's dead. Right. And then that they, leads... The, the, the uh, ransackers got there before the police? Yes, they did. I believe Charles Aiton and the other ransackers got there at around 7.45. They had until 8 to clear it out. So, How, so that's police... really fast, right? That's super fast. That's, I know. That's but, way too fast. I mean, that's what... That's the timeline. Like, 7.30 they, to 7.45 was when the people from the studio started coming in. Okay. Can I give you the theory now that I have? Because I, it is similar to the third theory. Oh, it is? But okay. I think I have, like, but I have a storyline in my head that I think works. You really want to tell this theory. I feel like it's going to be better than the third theory, though. That's why I want to wait. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so the third theory was... Um, that Taylor was gay. Yes. And um, he, people found out that he was gay, and then the famous players, Lasky, decided that it wasn't, like, it wasn't good for the look of the company, and decided to get rid of him. You, you, wait, what? That wasn't, no, that wasn't the theory. No, what was at it? all. What was it? Oh, okay, so he was gay. Yeah. And then Margaret Gibby Gibson, a failed actress, who he had worked with, you remember, does that ring a bell? <laughs> okay, so she worked with him before, found out about, most likely found out about his proclivities and whatnot. Oh, yeah, time. that's that's right. The old lady that was, like, proclaiming after when, on her deathbed that I, I killed, killed William Desmond the Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so she uh, knew this about him, and then she started falling in with some scumbags, blackmailers. Mm. Oh, yeah, the, the, the guys that, like, would um, scam people in the, in the hotels. Yeah, Don Osborne, mm-hmm. big tall guy, mm-hmm. Blackie Madsen. Oh, yeah, the, the niece fucker. Don Osborne, the niece fucker. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, gross. He really st- stood out in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and the short guy, who is a short guy. Another angry short man. <laughs> he was actually a lot was like Joe fat? Pesci. Uh, no, I think he was just stocky. I imagine him as, um, 
what's that guy's name? The uh, Bagel Boss Man. No, not Bagel Boss Man. Um, the the actor who's on Always Sunny. Oh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's kind of like oh, you know what? That group of of the scumbags are kind of like kind the of Always like Sunny them. people. <laughs> Yeah, like Gar- Margaret Gibson is kind of like D. Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, and Don Osborne's. Oh man. I wonder if that's what that show was based off of. That would be a deep. That cut. would be the deepest of cuts. That would be the. Deepest I, that would of be cuts. insane. Uh, yeah, that's a wow. That good compare. Good comparison planting in my head. That's fun. <laughs> okay, so yes, there's them, and then they eventually find out, according to the theory, that. Taylor's gay mm-hmm. and and all that, and, trying, yeah. and then they start trying to blackmail him, mm-hmm. and then the blackmailing goes wrong, yeah. because they try to squeeze more money out of him, and then in the confusion they shoot him, or Blackie shoots him, I should say. Okay. So you don't remember, and the, the studio didn't hire them. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other fun theory. I'm sure that's out there. I think that is one. Okay, of the so theory. that's my theory. So your theory involves the studio whacking him. Yeah. Okay, let's start from the beginning. I'm going to let you do a big dramatic narration of okay. your theory. So this, friends, is the Molly Pan theory. This is so much pressure. Well, okay. you shouldn't have signed up for this. <laughs> the year was 1922. The month was... F- f- February? Yes. William Desmond Taylor lays... Face up in his own home. He has bled to death. Well, his lung exploded from one shot of a 38 millimeter some kind of gun. (laughs) Who killed him? The studios. Studios, plural? Oh, I don't know. Like, okay, so uh, I think the um so uh the the mar the mar margaret mar marky mar marky what's her name margaret mar margaret margie marge gibby gibson i'm gonna call her margie marge all right so um I feel like the beginning of, like, that theory was, was good. Man's so, theory? Yeah, so mm-hmm. Margie Marge was like, yo, I know this man is gay. Oh, to the studio. To the studios. So she could be like, I know something, give I me know, a job. Yeah, give me a job, uh, sign me a contract, and I won't, I promise I won't tell anyone, or you can prosecute me. Um, and then, so the studio was like, well, we need to, like, take care of the situation, if you know what I mean. We need to make it look like uh, natural causes. How do we do that? Because you said that it was like ten minutes, right? T- p- passes after he he goes into the timeline. The... I could be getting the timeline wrong, guys. Just let's keep that in mind. But I'm pretty sure if if there was ten minutes, I think. Oh, from, between him between him going into the house and him. Oh, I I shot. That was my liberal estimate. It's probably closer to five minutes, if that. Honestly. Okay. Well, I think. And this is me saying so without any kind of evidence um, that he was shot by someone he knows because huh. um, they. It, you said that the shot went in like down, like under his armpit and up, like through his. It, it bounced around inside his body and then lodged itself in its neck. Yeah. yeah. So Which I is, think. It, well, it, it came at an upward angle. That's the thing that we do know. Right. So. I feel so. That's a really weird thing. That's also unresolved, right? Because yeah, it, it, because if it's a tall man, then he wouldn't be like stooping down to shoot him. So here's what I think happened. Well, but it wasn't Don, it wasn't Don Osborne that's accused of shooting him. Blackie Manson is accused of shooting him. And Blackie Manson's the, about the five six, five seven. Oh, he's the Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one who shot him. Don okay. Osborne was not a murderer. Okay. Well, um, so. But, but still, the like ballistics was 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 uh, tested to say that it was like someone who's like under five feet or something like that, or something someone really short. It just right? it was an upward angle, it was a, and and D- William Desmond Taylor. Let's just say he was six two, six one, six two. Even a man who's five six, five seven. I, I don't think. Well, okay, so basically, if he shoots him at an angle, he probably had to have been kneeling. Right? There was a struggle. 
that Taylor had his arms raised. They're pretty sure that's why he got shot where he did. Mm -mm. But the angle is weird. You're right. Yeah, so here's what I think happened. I think it was someone that he knew, and they were having a conversation, and the guy, like, maybe was sitting, Mm -hmm. and he just, like, pointed his gun at him and shot. Meaning to sort of make it... I mean, obviously, he he didn't know whether there was going to be an exit wound or not, Mm -hmm. but I think they maybe meant to have it try and have it look more like a natural death huh. because that's what they wanted. Well, the sitting down theory is actually totally fine too, even with like, say the uh, Blackie Madsen did it theory that because I, I never even thought about that. Maybe he was sitting down and Taylor had his arms raised cause he was doing the, you know, like I, I, please don't shoot me. Hands in the air. Yeah, you know, so that's possible too. Or, yeah, but, or but, he was like fixing a drink or something. Well, if it was that long, yeah, I mean, because I, I think it's like someone that he may have had a conversation with, or maybe. or someone who was pointing him a gun at him, like the moment from he well, when he walked in the door. Keep in mind, though, also, just I mean, I, I'm not poking holes. This is just pointing out. I like this. You theory. can poke holes. I, my oh, theory the, has I, the idea that it. the studio would kill him for being gay is a little outlandish to yeah, me. Yeah, so but. the motive I think is is. Uh, I, they would kill Gibby if they were going to kill anybody because she's nobody. That's Mo- true. William Taylor is really profitable to them. Yeah, obviously, like I, there's a lot of like holes, but this wasn't um, all the theories. So, so I think they the the studios hired the thugs to do it, um, and and told them like try and make it look like an accident, um, <laughs> and the thugs didn't succeed. Uh, no, they shot a man. They, <laughs> I, they, I think maybe it was an accident because like maybe they were planning to poison him or something like that um but he like discovered them or something and (laughs) he got shot and then the next morning like they you know they like phoned back to famous players lasky and was like hey we shot him there's no exit wound though that's why they arranged his body to Mm -hmm. like figure out whether there's like something there Mm -hmm. um and then the next morning they they like hire a person that's like oh i'm a doctor yeah Uh, this is a natural death and then uh and then immediately 15 minutes later they send their people into to gather the documents that's what they really wanted the problem with it though is charles ayton was the one who suggested, uh, like, checking Taylor for blood. Oh, who's Charles Ayton? The general manager of Famous Players, Lasky. Okay. Like, so he was he was, he was was all about confirming that it wasn't a murder. He just wanted to know. His actions yeah, suggested but, he didn't know if it was... Yeah, but uh, that was after they got all the stuff. That oh, yeah, that, that was after they got all the stuff. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So huh. they got all the stuff out of there, and he's like, oh, we're, he we're home suddenly... free. And then, and then he's like, oh, we should check whether he... Oh, like, wow, because he yeah. knows that if someone else finds out, he would look really guilty. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... And there was... Well, I mean, okay. So I do like where your brain is at. Your brain is in the exact right spot thinking about the main point of this whole story, which is the cover-up aspect of it. The idea of them hiring someone to whack Taylor? No. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a good movie, actually. I would actually want to make a movie about what you <laughs> and make that be the plot. That's actually really cool. I like it. Because it's way less convoluted than all the fucking shit involving Blackmail and Blackie Madsen and yeah. Don Osborne and all that. But I think that that theory does fit the most in terms of yeah. all the witness accounts like and happened. putting everything together. Yeah, yeah. or, or Taylor had something that they wanted. It may have not been the gay angle. It might have been something else. Like, maybe he... I don't know. Maybe he did something really bad. Or maybe, like, he owed someone or something that we don't know about. Well, they were blackmailing him, though. Yeah. I mean, because remember the whole thing about how his uh, accountant, Marjorie Berger, remembers, remembers him having a huge wad of cash. Yeah. When, she came in the, when he came in the morning yeah. before he was murdered. Yeah. And then that cash disappeared and his bank accounts were unaffected that day. Yeah. I mean, the paper trail alone shows that something was going on. Right. That, and, and when it's cash, we know he wasn't sending it to his daughter or anything right. like that. He right. used checks for that. Yeah, he was paying someone. He was paying someone, exactly. And yeah. the only other movement I could find on February 1st was his tango dancing class. Which is like what? It was his tango teacher. Oh man! <laughs> well, there are whack- cha cha in. Oh and yeah, cha cha out. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor cha chas in. He doesn't cha cha out. <laughs> <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> Thank you.
grade-wise, I'm going to have to grade you on this. You already told me you were going to give me an A. Well, I'm going to give you an A-, minus, and I'll tell you what? why. That's really good considering how complicated this stupid story was, and I'm so glad to be done with it. I loved it, but I'm so glad that this is over. <laughs> you know, to an Asian, an A- minus is like a D, right? Oh, <laughs> I'll have to have a talk with your mother. Um... No, I think that the only reason I'm giving you an A- minus is because you attributed the studio murdering William Desmond Taylor to the William Mann theory. That's, like, completely unacceptable. You were just, you were just saying your own theory. Yeah, I was just saying my own theory. Because you just didn't want, to, you didn't want to talk about anything else. You just wanted to say your own theory I, first. I did. I, I wanted to say my own theory. You know what that's like on, a, on an exam? What? Is when you see there's, like, two questions ahead. Two, you have, like, three essay questions. Uh, in one of those blue book tests and you just want to answer the third one so you just put the third answer in the first and second answer uh, blanks and the third answer whatever (laughs) so you should be happy I'm giving you an A minus whatever you're wrong but because you gave me that connective tissue to the whole thing to the cover up specifically extra credit you do get extra credit and that's what gives you an A minus what I'm saying that is the extra no, credit that gives you the minus. No, I get an A. Give me an A. No, I think you're gonna. I think you would actually have more of a B, otherwise, without that you extra credit. Okay, you can't just like you can't just back up on your grading. You can't be like you're getting an A. Oh, you're getting an A minus, and you're getting extra credit, which gives you an A minus. You would have gotten a B. Yeah, exactly. I'm mad at you. <laughs> okay, fine. You get an A. Yes. Minus. Fuck you. <laughs>